Good morning. Today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopian News. And here's what's happening in the news today. With Michelle Wu swearing in, it leaves a vacancy on the at-large Boston City Council. And originally, this would have diverted back to the fifth-place vote-getter, Alejandro Sanguien. However, she has decided to decline this invitation, saying that since the Boston City Council did not appoint her in their last session, the shortened term just wouldn't be worth it. So instead, it'll now go to the sixth-place vote-getter, which just happens to be future Boston City Councilor Erin Murphy. This will make a little bit more of a smoother transition, as again, Erin is scheduled to be sworn in sometime in January anyway. However, it would have been a cool story for Alejandra to actually get on the Boston City Council, so I am disappointed. And that's leaving the politics aside, because Erin is going to be much more of a conservative city councilor than Alejandra would have been, even for just a few weeks. The city of Boston has had to pay out over $4 million in settlements and adjustments to resolve the 42 different lawsuits against the city just this year alone. It also racked up $14 million over the previous five years. This is in a report from Sean Philip Carter of The Herald. Since 2016, Boston has had to pay out at least $18.4 million in more than 300 settlements. It seems like the largest payouts had to do with us paying to settle lawsuits due to police violence and misconduct, or just the internal operations with a $2 million settlement going to Boston Police Lieutenant Detective Donna Gavin after it was ruled that her boss, Captain Detective Mark Hayes, discriminated against her due to her gender. The Boston Newspaper Guild which is the union that encompasses the more than 300 members of the Boston Globe, have ratified a new contract for the first time in three years. And to be accurate, those 300 staffers comprise not just the Globe, but Boston.com and Stat News, with 85% of the staffers voting to sign the contract. It provides a 3% raise, a $1,000 contract signing bonus, and 2% raises in the second and third years of the agreement. So good on the Globe writers for finally having a new contract. So congrats for the Boston Globe reporters for having a new contract. And if you need anyone to write some interesting editorials for you, let me know. Starting Monday, Boston will close their dystopian special courts that was set up earlier this month to rapidly process and incarcerate people facing homelessness and mental health issues along Mass and Cass. Quoting Jennifer Donahue, a spokesperson from Massachusetts Trial Court, said, given the low case volume at the community response session, the trial court has made the decision to discontinue the session and that the Boston Municipal Court will continue to communicate and collaborate with the city of Boston and state agencies to expand services to those court-involved individuals, that's a horrific phrase, in need of services in every division of the Boston Municipal Court. This court heard 17 cases since November 1st, and as Tory Bedford reported, on multiple occasions was denying treatment 
and instead incarcerating, encaging individuals. This comes as Michelle Wu has paused the removal of tents from that area. And it's a little unclear to me if this court is closing because it's did its job in terms of incarcerating individuals, or is this a sign of a shift in strategy? We'll have to continue to watch and monitor. Road safety advocates did a memorial for the 2,500 lives that were lost in fatal roadway crashes since 2015 at the Massachusetts State House. And I have to imagine that those are just Massachusetts's figures. In the past seven years, 910,000 car and pedestrian crashes in Massachusetts have resulted in the deaths of over 2,400 people and seriously injured another 15,700. This memorial came as a bike safety pilot program was announced for the Massachusetts Avenue Bridge, referred to as the Harvard Bridge, which will reduce the number of vehicular travel lanes to one lane each direction and will increase the available width of the bike lane. And for anyone who has ever rode a bike across that bridge, you know how needed this is. This will not just help improve safety, but will promote low-carbon travel options. So certainly an encouraging sign. And that's going to do it for today. As always, if you haven't yet, scroll down. A quick five stars, quick review helps a lot. Also, if you're new and just joining me, scroll through the episodes and you can find episodes one and two of the Woo Watch, of which there will be another installment sometime this week, I'm sure. And besides that, take care and have a great rest of your day.